Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first overcome our internal self by focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. This podcast offers inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast and personal coaching. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform just the desire to make positive changes and grow. As an ordained minister, I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back, my Recover Your Soul community. I'm so glad you're here today. You know, it's been a couple months since we talked about Al-Anon directly, and I wanted to come back to the final three slogans of the Al-Anon slogans in my series. And this is from the book, How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics. This book is kind of like how the big book is of the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. This is the Al-Anon's big book, and it just is such an invaluable tool for anyone who is dealing with these issues. And and I know it talks about alcoholism, but I just want to offer that you can exchange alcoholism for many of the other addictions and behaviors that are out of control in your life of your family members or your friends or your family of origin. So when we talk about alcohol, just know that it's not exclusive, that there's so many other things and that the beauty of these lessons is that you can exchange them for other places in your life and other people in your life and other situations. It's really about letting go of control. It's really about being in tune with your higher power. It's really about letting go of the insanity that comes in our own mind when we want to change people, when we want to change situations, when we want to change the circumstances, when we want something in our life to be different. And it's also the healing that comes from coming from a family of origin of dysfunction. And many of those families of origin had alcoholism or addictive behaviors, and some of them were just dysfunctional. And if they look back generation after generation, that dysfunction probably had some alcoholism in it. 
and it's just moved forward. Alcoholism is a family disease. And as you know, I am a recovered alcoholic, and I also am a very strong member of Al-Anon. It has just been a tool in my life of learning how to find peace within myself, learning how to let go of the need to control, change, and manipulate anyone around me or any circumstances. And so the slogans, this is the fourth in a series of episodes about the Al-Anon slogans, are such great ways to just instantaneously have a quick something to say, to remind yourself, to bring it back inward, to turn back to yourself, to turn back to your higher power. And when we're in chaos or in absolute pain, it can be really hard to bring yourself back. So I encourage you to use these slogans. For this episode, we're going to talk about live and let live, keep an open mind, and let go and let God. And I want to start with live and let live. And I'm just going to read directly from the book and then take little pauses and talk about it. Live and let live. This is a two-part slogan. In dealing with alcoholism, many of us focused most intently upon the latter part of the slogan, the let live part. Having felt so overly responsible for other people's choices and actions, it can be a great struggle to grant others the dignity to make decisions for themselves and allow them to deal with the results. We use the slogan as a reminder to get off their backs and let them live. In this way, everyone benefits. The people in our lives benefit because they are finally receiving the respect that is every person's due. Now they're free to enjoy the fruits of their positive efforts and reap the consequences of their destructive behavior. Regardless of what they choose to do about it, our own, by minding our own business and getting out of the way, we allow others to be themselves. So this is one of my main messages, right? The let live part. And I know that for me, when I was dealing with my my qualifiers, which are my husband and um, my my children, one of my sons in particular, and the really the letting them live part that struggle to grant people the dignity to make decisions for themselves and deal with the results. I know that when we're dealing with kids in particular, the fear of letting them deal with their results can be so complicated because we think that we're saving them. And when our kids are really little, it, it's very different than having adolescents or um, young adults. But we're talking about when they're in a place where they're making choices. And then we want to manipulate those choices for them. And that we think that we're saving them. And I, I thought that I was saving my husband too. I really felt like it was my job to keep everybody in line, to make sure everything was going smoothly, that, that no one really hit a bottom, that nothing was really going to go wrong. And what I've learned in soul recovery, what I've learned in recovery is that you think that you're being helpful, but you're actually taking away their dignity and their respect for themselves. You're taking away the peace that allows spirit to be working. And that sometimes those things actually need to be major, hard and difficult consequences. 
And that if I think for myself, I was given lots of great advice all along the way that would have saved me from some of my own destructive behavior as an alcoholic. But I had to go through that stuff. I had to go through my own suffering. I had to go through my own darkness to be willing to do whatever it took to find the light. And so as an untreated Al-Anon, I also had to go through the destructiveness and the pain and the suffering that came from the absolute depth of misery of the people around me for me to be willing to let it go, for me to be willing to turn it over to higher power. And so the more that I've let go, the more that I've let go of feeling overly responsible for other people's choices and actions and given them back their dignity to make the decisions for themselves, I'm letting them live. Let live. Let them live their life as it is for them. And when we stop making decisions about what we think is the appropriate life, what we think is the right way to live, what we think is how they should be, then we give them the chance to start growing and blossoming themselves. It goes on to read, Meanwhile, we free ourselves from all kinds of burdens that were never ours to carry. Thus, we too have the opportunity to face ourselves. I know that for me, when I was spending more energy on them, I didn't have the time or space to spend that energy on myself which is what goes on to say, that's where the other part of the slogan comes in, the live part. Many of us have suffered a great deal of neglect as a result of our family's disease of alcoholism or dysfunction, much of it from ourselves. Distracted or consumed by the problems of others, we've neglected our own bodies, minds, and spirits. Sponsors and other Al-Anon friends can help us find ways to address needs that have long gone under-recognized or unaddressed in the past. This slogan encourages us to make special effort to treat ourselves well. It reminds us that making a life for ourselves, regardless of what others are doing or not doing, must be a top priority. Other people are not always the ones who merit our respect we too deserve to treat ourselves with dignity. We have a right to really live. And indeed, it is our responsibility to do so. I always think about how in the airplane, they say you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your family or anyone else. And we forget to do that in our lives. How many of us have not put our living first? our self-care first, our need to take care of ourselves before we are there trying to manipulate or change somebody else. When I started putting myself first, when I started putting my recovery first, it was amazing how everything around me also started to change for the better, that all of that energy and effort that I had put into trying to manipulate them started to blossom in this whole other way. And that we spend a lot of time being angry that our needs aren't met by someone else, and yet we don't take the time to meet those needs for ourselves. And so I really, really encourage you when you think of this live and let live slogan 
to take both of those parts to really allow yourself to live. What is the life that you would love? Who are you? Ask yourself in the morning, every day in the mirror, look at yourself in the eyes and say, who am I? And how do I become the best me? And the world around us is going to continue to be chaotic and the people around us will probably continue to be chaotic and we can't control them, but we can control ourselves and we can work to be responsive instead of reactive. And we can take a look at how we put our attitudes, our interactions, our connection to higher power, our connection to ourselves, our work on ourselves as the most important element and live a life that we love and let them live their life that is either wonderful or is hard because they get to make the choice of whether they're going to change their life just like you right here, right now are making a choice to change your life. The next slogan is keep an open mind. And I love this slogan too, because I recently was in a meditation and my meditation was allow me to be open. Allow me to be open. I know that sometimes I get to this place where I know this is my, this is one of my issues as I have a level of self-righteousness. So that has been one of my character defects that I have let go of in working in the steps. But I still catch myself thinking, I know, I know best, I know right. And so in my meditation, when I say, allow me to be open, I want to see and feel and have the guidance and the intuition of my higher power come to me. And I want to let go of that feeling that I think I know everything and have an open mind. So here's what it says in the slogans for keep an open mind. Guidance can come in many forms, and it often comes when least expected. Words of wisdom may fall from the mouth of a small child or from the rambling of someone we dislike. We never know where we'll find inspiration or help. If we keep an open mind, we make ourselves available to receive that help, no matter where it comes from. By limiting where we expect to find our answers, we may miss out on important opportunities to improve our lives. Thus, it's best to remember that a newcomer to Al-Anon is as likely as a longtime member to say just the right words to spark a new awareness, and sometimes dinner with friends or an evening at a movie may enlighten us about a problem as readily as an hour of concentrated effort to resolve the problem directly. When we turn our will and our lives over to the care of a higher power, reaffirm that we need guidance. Our job now is to keep our minds open, knowing that life-changing help can take any avenue, any form, any voice. Our teachers are all around us. Let's make room for every single one. I absolutely love this because I think that one of the greatest gifts that has come to me is this new ability to be present that I spent so much time and energy fretting about the past and worrying about the future that I wasn't in my body right at that moment. And so when people were talking, when people were sharing, I wasn't there really listening. And I already was thinking of what my response would be 
or a retort instead of being present and really listening and having an open mind to new ideas, to new ways of seeing. And as I've had that happen, it is absolutely true that the voice of a child or of somebody that in the past was somebody that was an irritant to you, all of a sudden you can see them in a new light and their wisdom comes in in a way that is beautiful. And if we are open to listening, it doesn't mean that we're saying, oh, tell me what to do and give me the answers. It just means that what we're saying is, I'm open to hearing the voice of guidance, the voice of wisdom. And that when we let go of thinking that we have all the answers and start moving to a place of saying, I turn it over to higher power and I'm looking for the ways that that is going to happen. I'm looking for the flow, the easy flow, that path of least resistance And not the path of least resistance that can be the negative one where you just don't care, but the one where you let go of control, the one where you're open to the beauty of what is right in front of us that sometimes we can't see. And having an open mind allows us to be free from the burden of thinking that we have to know all the answers free from the burden of thinking that we are the only ones responsible for everything that's going on around us. And I know that for me, when I'm not doing my spiritual practice in the morning, which is so important to me to have time for meditation and reflection and renewal, that I can catch myself closing my mind, closing my listening, closing that part of me that connects to higher power and getting back into a space where I think I have to do it. I have to fix it. I'm the responsible one. I have to. And my open mind says, I am open to the guidance. I hand it over. So keep an open mind. The last one, which of course is kind of what I was just talking about and is the greatest one to me is let go and let God. And I had said this as a mantra so many times when it was in just chaos and unmanageability, and I didn't even know what to do. It was my prayer asking for help, let go and let God, let go and let God, along with grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. And I would just say those two things over and over. And if all it did at that moment was to lessen the grip on my brain of stress and fear, it always gave me the ability to sort of come back to some level of center. So here's what it says about let go and let God. This slogan can be an antidote to the desire many of us have to control the uncontrollable, who did I want to control the uncontrollable? Yeah. So it says, instead of relying upon our ego or self-will to direct our lives and the lives of others, we draw upon the strength, wisdom, and compassion of a power greater than ourselves. Instead of hanging on for dear life, we let go and let God We've often been our own worst enemies, standing in the way of the help we need. 
When we put this slogan to work, we get out of the way. We let go of the problem, the need to know what will happen and when, the obsession with other people's choices, the thoughts and concerns that waste our time and energy because we cannot resolve them by ourselves, and we let God take care of them. How many of us have obsession with other people's choices? And that we just spend so much time and energy thinking that we have to resolve them. That we're the ones that are responsible for everyone else's happiness, everyone else's choices. What are they going to do? How are they going to get there? What is the uh, just exhausting? And so when we can do this piece where we get out of the way, When we get out of the way and let go of the problem, I know that some people like to have a God box or an actual like a coffee can that says God can. Take what you're worried about, what you're stressed about, and you write it down and you put it in the box. Let go and let God. God for you is, it is whatever it is for you. Again, I have no part of trying to define what that is for you. For me, it is a divine. It is the energy and the source that made the stars and the worlds and the beauty of nature and the streams and the mountains. It is just the eternal love and energetic love that is holding all of us. That's what it is for me. And when I can turn it over and and know that everything is working out for its highest good, even when it doesn't feel like it, And then I want to be in that flow, like the river that's flowing downstream. And instead of desperately fighting against the current, that I can just let my life flow and that other people are in the flow in their own way. And maybe they're over in a little eddy, you know, just kind of hanging out, or maybe they're on the slow part or the fast part. They don't have to be on the river at the same time as me, on the same raft as me all the time. Some people's journeys are really hard, and some of the end results are really tragic and painful. But what I've come to believe, truly believe, is that I don't have to understand it. I don't have to understand why there is pain and suffering, why everyone doesn't make it, why some people don't want to change. What I've learned is that I have to let go and let God for my life for my well-being. And the more that I let go of that piece of feeling like even the stuff that's happening that is so far away, other countries and and politics and and the environment, I want to do my part right here, right now, on the ground that I stand on. And the more that I let go and let God and not take all of that in, the more energy and space I actually have to restore myself and my sanity and to be a better person for myself. And when I do that, then I'm a better person for everybody else around me. I'm a better person for my family, for those who are still suffering, for those who are still in trauma, I can be present for them without them feeling like I'm trying to fix it. So often people just want to be heard and seen and have empathy for them. And they don't 
want us actually to be trying to manage or manipulate or control them. They just want somebody to love them. And sometimes in that love, sometimes in that absolute true acceptance and love, they have the strength to start making changes for themselves. They have the strength to see somebody who is doing better for themselves and modeling a behavior and a way of thinking and a way of being that is desirable. So desirable, in fact, they may want to know how you're doing it. They may want to know what has changed in your life. I know that's been the case for me. That's part of Recover Your Soul is that as I changed, people came to me and said, tell me more about this work that you're doing. Tell me more about how you've refound your marriage, about how you quit drinking, about how you became so happy. Tell me more. And as I've released over and over and over to my higher power, beautiful things are happening. And I catch myself sort of clamping on, and then I can let go. So it goes on to say, when we feel we have run out of options and nothing is going the way we expected, when we don't know what we're going to do and we can't figure out where to go, we can say, let go and let God. When life is going smoothly and we're trying out new and exciting ideas and actions, we can remember who's in charge of the results and let go and let God. When an Al-Anon friend goes through a difficult time and we don't know how to show our support, all we need to do is let them know we're available and to let go and let God. This slogan gives us permission to replace stress, worry, and suffering with serenity and faith. I'm going to say that again. This slogan gives us permission to replace stress, worry, and suffering with serenity and faith. It's okay to relax and let life happen. We can rest assured that the answers, choices, actions, and thoughts we need will come to us when the time is right because we have placed them in the hands of our higher power. It's that trust. It's that changing our thoughts from a place of fear to a place of trust and belief and hope. And knowing that things are working out for their highest good. And that when we can let go of the fact that we think we need to figure out what is everybody else's highest good, what is our highest good? What is our highest good? I know for me, journaling is so important because I kind of spend the first part of the journaling with what is going on that's in that humanness of my mind, the fears and the anxiety or the being in the past or the future. And more and more quickly, I come to right here, right now, and the gratitudes that I feel in my life that can be so small as thank you for the ability to sit here right now, to have this time and energy and space to contemplate my connection with higher power. Thank you for this couch to sit on, for these shoes on my feet, the clothes on my body. And I sort of come back to the center place that is about that divine part of us, that soul part of us, 
that love center of us that has nothing of all of the what we consider to be brokenness. It is just pure love and light. And when I can connect more deeply with that, I can give that more easily and more readily to the people around me without all of the baggage and garbage of dysfunction. And the dysfunction has taken us a long time to get. Most of us have had many years of old patterns of destructive behavior, of painful ways of being, painful communications. And so it's going to take a minute. It takes time. It's not a fast process. This is a slow and steady journey. This is one day at a time, one moment at a time. And so we have days that are better than other days, and that's okay. You don't have to always have the perfect spiritual recovery day. Every day is a fresh start. So when you are thinking of these slogans, all these slogans, I'm going to go all the way, I'm going to flip all the way back to all the slogans, keep it simple. But for the grace of God, easy does it. First things first, just for today, let it begin with me. How important is it? And the one that just says, think. And then one day at a time, live and let live, keep an open mind, and let go and let God. Each of these are just a reminder to come back to ourselves, to let go of that deep obsession that we have, that we feel that we need to be in control of everybody else. And watching people around us have destructive and painful behaviors is not easy. And many of us will get healthy enough to choose to remove ourselves from those situations that we see that that other person doesn't want to make change, can't make change. And so for us to take care of ourselves and save ourselves, we are different. We make different choices. We, we leave relationships. We leave jobs. We choose a different way of life. And yet, for many of us, you can't, you can't take them away. You can't take away children or parents. So for those, we have to learn how to love them for just who they are and just where they're at and do the work on ourselves to be really healed in our own selves, to have our souls recovered so that we can be a beacon of light for them, so that we can be an inspiration that maybe they will want to make change. And even if they don't, we love them unconditionally with healthy boundaries, of course, anyway. And we let them live. We let them live the life that they are choosing. And we find ways to care for ourselves so deeply that we can watch that with detachment. Again, detachment is so powerful. And that's another one of the podcast episodes so key in soul recovery and in Al-Anon work to detach with love and to love them anyway. So thank you for listening to this episode today on the last of the three slogans from Al-Anon. There's Al-Anon meetings all over the country, both online and in person. I encourage you, if this speaks to you, to check out Al-Anon in your local area. 
And again, if you ever have any questions, you can always reach out to me. My email is on the website or just go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net. I really know that we are in this together. This is our community. And I just am so grateful for the opportunity to share soul recovery with you. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening. And I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website, recoveryoursoul.net. There you can find out more about Rev. Rachel, book coaching or spiritual counseling sessions, read the blog, listen to music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive email updates. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage. And by following, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast, you're helping to spread the Recover Your Soul message. We hope that you'll follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the private Facebook group to become part of this transformational community. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.